Hello gems, this is Sapphire and I'm your host for the VTuber Voices podcast. On this podcast, we like to talk about what it's like to be a VTuber, to be virtual, grow your own business, and be creative. In this episode, we will be continuing our conversation with Fofamit. In this episode, Fofamit and I talk about our companies and people open to VTubers and open to what the future of VTubing is. We also cover a little bit about burnout and why you need to do more than just stream on Twitch. Twitch is not enough. And lastly, we go in depth with some of the sponsorship experiences that we have had as well as working with brands. Enjoy! You said, what content creators would you like to collab with? Me? Yeah. (laughs) I have a list, but it's more or less like, um... I'm I'm impeding on your territory. Whereas, like, the only, uh, I I'm started I started a podcast. No, <laughs> good. Let's go. And, yeah. Uh, there's a delay right now because uh, I I decided to find a video editor for that because I yeah. just can't. I don't have time. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. It's like yeah. 40 minutes of editing, just listening and editing. Yeah, just simple stuff. Yeah, definitely hire someone so, for that uh basically it would be um for for that and um it's just going to be other content creators that i've already had contact with because like they're going to be someone that i know that would kind of like gel with whatever topic we're talking about at the time because like i don't want to be like hey um who's someone that would be like like hey uh leafions i know that you're really into art and talking about that kind of stuff but um we're we're gonna be talking about cars and and modeling, <laughs> even though you know nothing about that. That's what I want you to be on, and yeah. you know what I mean. It has to match. Exactly. I think that's a good. I think a podcast is a really good medium for you too, just because of all the knowledge and like the way you like to talk about stuff and sort of get in depth. So I think that's a really good idea for you. Uh, Rosa says, "Do you think people? Wait, do you think people and companies who don't do VTubing are now more open to VTubers? That's a good question. I, I would say right now." It depends. Like very As... specific. Like it has to be super specific. So like right now, there's a whole thing with virtual production that's actually mm-hmm. like becoming popular now. And I would say Samsung girl. Possibly yes. But I think like even though anime is becoming more popular now, it's gonna eventually it's gonna be a niche. And like I guess like if you want to appeal to like the Western audience, you gotta look less anime if that makes sense yeah so like um i think that's like part of the like like code miko for example like there's like a little bit of anime in there but like it's more westernized agreed and i i I also um i saw that your live 2d is your live 2d made by who's who made your live 2d uh i made i rigged my live 2d and drew my live 2d yeah okay so like that that's a great another great example of something that's like a little anime, but with like with a Western twist on it. Yeah. And I think like that kind of that kind of style will appeal more to the North American market. Absolutely. That's an interesting point too, like bringing in the type of style and in that people bring that into their own brand. Because I think people are still like a little suspicious of VTubers or I still think a lot of people like as big as VTubing seems, I don't think still it's not as big as people like imagine it to be because people who know of it. They think it's like the biggest thing in the world right now, but I think it's still very much in like a developing phase. And to be honest, I see it going as far as like literally. So like Wendy's, Wendy's is I don't know if there's Wendy's in your country, uh, but Wendy's is like a fast food restaurant and they have sort of think of any like fast food restaurant. They have their mascot, Wendy. And I was like, oh, what if like they hire someone on their marketing team to stream live on Twitch as their fast food mascot in a VTuber form? 
that'd be like genius marketing because then it's like oh the mascot from this fast food place is like interacting with me and i think that we might see it develop in that kind of way i'm not sure how yet but i think the, the thing that would be the biggest um obstacle to something like that though like i do 100 see that but the, the issue is is that right now vtubing requires a person speak on behalf of a company right and in order to have the full control that they want um would require a lot of money however like they can make it more um independent but then they're running like a risk of like yeah. a person represent their entire brand. I agree with you. That's why I think it would come down to being like hiring like a professional actor or something like having a bunch of people act and like this is your character and they I don't know like how they would script it or be like these are the character traits and maybe they do a bunch of like test things or they have random fans and they sort of see how they interact. But yeah, it could create issues. It could create like, oh my God, Wendy said this and now everybody doesn't want to eat at Wendy's anymore. Cause I'm like, right, but I think that happens no matter what, like VTuber or not, I think that just naturally happens with branding and companies in general. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's actually, that's already happened with um, insurance commercials, right? Like the progressive, the progressive, um, what's her name, Flo? Flo, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like, so like technically she's like a representative and she has like a whole bunch of things that like she's not allowed to do online because she's the representation of like progressive. Oh, really? Uh, so like, I think that's like a great example of, of like what it would take. That's super cool though. That's, that's really interesting. I'm interested to see how that sort of develops for everybody, like just across the world in general. So my next question is, have you ever faced a burnout as a creator? If so, how did you deal and cope with it? Um, I think I've been trying to manage that a yeah. lot more because I've seen other people do things, but like basically my advice to stave off any burnout, because I haven't really uh, experienced that to a, to a great extent, mm -hmm. is um, I, I think the main issue with Twitch is people burn out really quick because they do more than they're able to do. So like, um, I know some people that used to stream like five times a week, eight hours a day, and like, don't do that because um, it, it doesn't give you any benefit other than like, it's... It's kind of a waste of time. And let me explain why it's a waste of time. Twitch has zero discoverability and you're not going to really get new viewers unless like you are being discovered. And just by being live doesn't mean anything. So like, for example, like if we're if you're streaming, like, let's say like Minecraft and you've been live for six hours, like, but let's say you only have like, let's say 50 viewers or 10 viewers or five viewers, like even at 100 viewers, you have to scroll down so, so far in order to be found. So like, it's best to like, instead of using try to try to use your time more wisely, to like have shorter streams and like use that other time that you would have spent streaming just like thinking about like how what other things you can do on other platforms to be discovered, try to manage those to a certain extent, like don't overburden yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be um, too worried about numbers in the way that like, it negatively impacts you. Just try to think of it in terms of like, for example, like on YouTube, like if you start making a video once a week, use the the numbers and the analytics to think not like valuing you as a person, but thinking of it as like a tool to be like, okay, what do I need to work on? What was working? Because YouTube's super, super great for that. They, yeah. they tell you like when people are clicking off your video or when people are like are becoming more engaged in your video. And then you'll know like what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. For sure. And I think it, I've had this conversation with a few other people as well about the hard thing is, is it's so much easier to like mentally to just click go live, at least in my opinion, on Twitch and just like receive instant gratification of like, 
uh, follows or subs or someone just coming in or saying like, yo, like, it's so great to see you. You're awesome. Like, that's so much easier than putting in that time beforehand to like post a YouTube video and you don't know how it's going to go. So, yeah, I think I think it's easy to get caught in the trap of continuing to go live. But I there's definitely like if you want to be a long term, like sustainable content creator, you have to have a YouTube channel. You have to have discoverable content as fofa said uh because you are not discoverable on twitch until they change that if they change that and who knows how that's gonna go alexa says that there are brands that uh are there brands that you'd like to collab i love to discover products that have reviews of people i see videos so any any specific brands over just like other vtubers brands well i did mention rococo i was gonna do um, i was in the pro like I, I already worked a little bit with dynamics but i didn't release anything about it because like no one no one's gonna spend 300 dollars yeah a month in terms of like other brands uh oh i just got sponsored by gamer subs i know a lot of people have it but like it's something that I was actually interested in, something I actually use. So in terms of, I guess, like sponsorships, it's like in brands, it has to be something that for me, it's something that I actually would use or um, like could recommend to like my personal friends. And that's again, that's like I said, going off of some of the early conversations we had too, that's really responsible of you. And the same thing too with like, oh, nobody's going to spend $300 a month. You're being super honest about like, even if I did sponsor this brand, do is this something I believe in? Is this something that I would do? And putting yourself in that position before you put your audience in that position is really cool. As far as sponsors, I'm in such a weird spot right now. Cause like I told you, I'm kind of moving away from like VTuber stuff, but I, so for one, I would really like to do stuff with Wacom or with uh, like any tablet company, honestly, because lots of people come into my art streams and ask me uh, what tablet I recommend in like, it's hard for me to do that because, you know, tablets are really expensive. So I like, it's hard to recommend it if I haven't used it tangibly, like myself with my hands, like drawing, setting it all up, all that stuff. So I want to reach out to them, but I don't feel like I have enough art content on my channel for that to seem like feasible for them. I don't, I think I need to push more art content out yeah. first. You're mm -hmm. using, you're, I, I see that you use a, um, a 22 inch Cintiq. Yes. Yes, I do. It's a big boy. It's so nice. <laughs> Well, um, have you have you ever tried Huion? Huion. Mm -mm, but I've heard really good things about Huion. I would say like you could. I don't know. Like, I guess you know. I could start with like reviewing my own tablet and like see how that video goes or something. And then if that does well, then I could reach out and like show them an example of a tablet review. But I already have it out of the box and stuff. So like, do I just like play it up, reput it back in the box? Guys, look at my new tablet. <laughs> If you have the box, why not? Actually, I don't even know if I have the box. I'm going to do like a makeshift box. Be like, guys, look at this totally not like handmade box for my tablet. That'd be so, like, so what dumb. What you could do is like the Huion Canvas 13 is, I think it's like, it's, it's pretty decent. And like, I would say like what you could do is like, you could buy it, you could try it and then um, make sure that you add, um, add it to your taxes as a deductible. And then um, you could also give it away if you don't, if you end up going to, so it doesn't oh, yeah. it away yeah. after you're done using it. Big brain. Yeah. Cause then I can do a video on it and then I can do a tablet giveaway and that could be like a really good lead into tablet sponsorships. And then have, and then have a, 
Amazon affiliate link. Yes, connect it all. Boop, boop. I only learned about that recently too, which is awesome. And I told everybody like in the community, like, yo guys, you should do Amazon affiliate because we have lots of VTubers in the community with their own their own stuff going on as well. So my ass of brain. I think I think tablet companies though are like probably the main thing right now. Um, no like specific VR company in mind at the moment. Of course, like bigger companies like HTC and all that would be great, but they I know they don't do sponsorships. Like they maybe they do, but usually it's very very rarely like oculus or anything like that maybe just because it'd be nice to review stuff because i think i'm a pretty honest person so again yeah i think that'd be helpful but nothing else has really crossed my mind but i i have to do more looking into sponsorships it's really something that i keep putting off <laughs> i keep just shoving it to the side and like no i'll worry about that later yeah, it's it's honestly like um once you hit hit a certain size, like it's not even like um you'll you'll start getting emails. It's uh if basically like you'll get a lot of garbage. Like um as an example, like I got I think I'm not I'm pretty sure it's not just me, but a lot of people get these emails like say hey i'm a i'm an artist or i represent this artist and you could i would love if you like check that the music and you can use it on your stream or your youtube videos and like my first question i always fire back is great i would i would love to um can i have a sync license yeah. and then they're like they just insist on oh like they just ignore that question and just talk about how great the music is and like without a sync license you're open up to like future like dmca claims oh my gosh good for you though knowing knowing that too and being able to sort of rebuttal with it that's interesting though how sync, like synchronization license creamy sync license yeah sync s-y-n-c right sync i did get reached out to as well by uh what is it called stream raider yeah stream raiders uh you might have heard of them before and they're oh. mm-hmm they're releasing That's a awesome. new yeah it was it was great but i don't know if like no i don't think i responded too late but they so they're releasing a new like they had something in development it was uh it was raid dungeon or something like that they have a new one coming out and they reached out to me and they offered me i think it was like a hundred dollars for like maybe i think it was like three half hour raid battles throughout the week and play i don't remember exactly what the requirements were but i felt super like undervalued with what they offered so i like kind of sent back and i was like this is what i'm offering i could even mention you guys on my podcast i could like i offered like mentioning you at the beginning of some of my youtube videos and they never responded so i don't know what happened but um it's it's in terms of like valuation it's it's tough like right now i don't know how like how to really value myself but what i, yeah. I will say is um unless you like desperately want like whatever they have to offer don't don't do it for free uh and like if you have to buy anything don't don't do it like for example like um i'm just gonna i i I'm probably never gonna work with this company what i'm saying does not represent that the views of sapphire thank you <laughs> um but like razor i'll never probably ever work with razor because like their whole affiliate program is like you have to buy all the peripherals first or you can even apply to become an like um i don't like that for them yeah and i'm just like it's like, is this a, is this, is this, is this, is the shape of this uh, affiliate program a pyramid? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it comes back to, to like just finding companies and such that you can work with that are more honest and willing to uh, really work with the creator. Cause you can definitely see with some companies that it's, that's not their first priority and I'm not saying that it should be, but I, I know that, you know, a lot more creators would be open to working with them if it was a little bit more flexible maybe is the word i'm looking for but yeah yeah like in in terms of valuing in valuations though it's like mm -hmm. it's really tough because like um 
like I, I I'm not gonna go public with like the numbers that I've been able to like get, but like um I, I would say that if you're able to get a brand working with you and it's like like a sponsorship slash affiliate style thing where it's a product that you would either get for free and then like you get like a, a, a certain percentage back based on like if people use your link that's probably the best way to go that i think way, it... like you if a future brand approaches you and like hey i want to give you cash dollars this is how much we're going to give you and you're like well actually as you can see with my numbers with this brand, uh, I think this number would be more fair. And then mm -hmm. you can start negotiating that way. I think it depends on the type of uh, content you make too, though, because since you have a lot of tech heavy stuff, it's there's oftentimes you are recommending and people look up to you for uh, specific. What should I do tech wise, Fofa? Like that's like one of your things. So I think it depends on the content, too. I think there's an area for all that because not everybody is really able to use like affiliate marketing. But maybe I'm wrong about that because I guess it depends on your channel. Like if I decided I'm not necessarily doing this, but if I decided like, OK, traditional art, forget all this VTuber stuff. We're going like ASMR artist full out or whatever. And then I could start using affiliate links for like like this sketchbook or these colored pencils or these paints. So I think it depends. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're discounting yourself a little bit because like you there's people in your chat who don't know who i am right yeah and like they want to know what you use they don't care about like what i use so like you know what i mean just like so just say be like i use this this and this you can check out the link and, like that's it's, it's as simple as that or like um in your personal life uh so like you develop a rapport with your with your stream and people who watch you and people you talk to and then like and you so like, for example, I never talk about VPNs. Like I, I personally use a specific VPN that um, like I've become partnered with kind of. Uh, I do have a link and like I, I always like if someone says, hey, like check this out. I always have a link to just to throw out there. So like if it's something that you just use yourself, why not? That's a good point. I do agree with you. You're right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the VTuber Voices podcast. That was such valuable insight about sponsorships and branding. I really, really loved that conversation with Fofa. On the next episode, we will be continuing our conversation with Fofa Mitt. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye!